<laughs> that is not a wow. opener. I will not be upstaged by a cat. What a fucking show stealer. I love it. <laughs> All right. Immediate. Max, you said you had this great opener. Can you can you follow a, a adorable kitten? I can save it for the end. It makes a good closer too. Okay. <laughs> uh, well now. But I'm still pissed right now. <laughs> Welcome so, to the Ringo Zone, yeah, by the way. Welcome yeah. to the Ringo Zone. I'm Kayla. Uh, oh, God, I'm I'm Dino. <laughs> and I'm Max. <laughs> it's just like, was there a second there where you were like, oh, God, I gotta go through the Which Rolodex. Which one am I now? <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. What did my I new business fucking... card say? Is this one of my old business cards? Is this cards? one of my, one of my old chrysalises, the husk that I just had to slough off? <laughs> I had to like open up my glove compartment and go through like the fifty passports that, oh have, been, that have been created for me on this podcast. We're I think we have missed one scheduling slot because I think the last time we uploaded was it was letters to Lars and it was about this time last month. Mm-hmm. So it's been about a month rather than two weeks. Um, so oh, I, well. what um, what have you guys been up to? Because I've I've missed y'all. Uh-huh. We had this conversation in private earlier, but if the people really want to know... I think the people want to know. Okay, well, I've joined a boxing gym, so I'm taking boxing lessons. and Which is dope as hell. And I've also been Captain Fancy Ass over here because I've been donating to the Comic-Con Museum, and now I'm a charter member, and I'm not actually attending San Diego Comic-Con, but I keep driving back <laughs> but and you forth can to if you San Diego. To, yeah. But to attend Comic Con museum events, I got a fancy ass breakfast tomorrow. I'm probably gonna have to be on the road by like five thirty a.m. if I want to make it. Uh, so we got to wrap this up then, huh? <laughs> well, thank I you for mean... listening to the Ringo Zone. <laughs> Max needs to go Bye. to bed. <laughs> All right, and I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. It, okay, I thought you were just gonna keep snoring, so yeah. I was like, how how much of Max's track am I gonna have to mute while I'm editing this, <laughs> while uh, Dino goes over what's been going on in his life? I mean, I could. <laughs> I guess you could, but ultimately, it won't. It'll serve. It'll serve no purpose other than to like mildly inconvenience me. Well, in that case. Yeah, I know. Okay. As I was saying it, I was like, this is not a counter argument. <laughs> This is not <laughs> the card I should be playing. No, I the the uh, Uno reverse got reversed on me. Anyway, Dino. Dino, you go now. Uh, I was originally scheduled to um, go to a summit for the UN as one of the first um, sentient uh, man-made <laughs> beings. Oh, you're doing a bit. Uh, I see. God, yeah. I, I trust you so much. The second he <laughs> said, <laughs> the second he said UN, I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> it took it took me until the um. I think, and that's when I when I was like, oh wait, he's doing a oh, okay. I guess we can stick with that. Okay. I, mean, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I am a gotcha. sentient. I'm a sentient blender. Like this is this is a step. It's been a really long time since I've talked huh? to you. I, it, it slipped my mind. Um. <laughs> so I uh, and Kayla, I think the viewers can guess what's been going on with you the, from the our viewers, intro. The viewers can guess. Uh, I adopted a kitten, and my eight year old cat is. A, I'm not a fan. So uh, stay tuned for updates on uh, me forcing these two to be friends, probably, hopefully, somehow. His name is Kaiju, by the way. That's adorable. You just need to assign them both to a case, and then they'll overcome their differences. Yeah. (laughs) 
Tell them that the mayor is riding your ass on this one. That's, That'll really push it along. That is that is very good. Um, so we're doing uh, can't go back. I guess. <laughs> I mean, if you that want was, to, I was, that if was a Dylan spring, were listen, here, he'd know what we can't go back to. That but was a springboard not. for one of you guys, and you really just let the volleyball hit me in the face. Um, yeah, I, re- I just tripped over. We we both just kind of tripped over our own dicks on that mm, one. That's okay. It's hot, and I'm tired, and I have muscle pains. Give me a break. <laughs> Well, if you wouldn't give me a break for for taking eighteen minutes to pee, then I'm not yeah. going to give you a break for for just that dropping the ball. That is not normal. <laughs> I'm sorry. You... That's concerning. No, how... listen. <laughs> I'm not convinced that you know how girls pee, so you can't give me guff about how long it takes me in the bathroom. Max, do you not understand the blood ritual that is required every time a girl has to go to the bathroom? Look, I'm just saying. No, I actually. You know what? Do you know how many we talk, goats have to be slain we talk daily? A lot of, we talk a lot of shit on the Ringo Zone. I actually think that me with my mouth asking Max to please explain to me how he thinks girls pee might be where I draw the line. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, my answer is not particularly interesting. Guys, don't you think the... it's really funny that uh, uh, Steven immediately knows that it's Ronaldo? <laughs> Well, I mean, the fact that it's Ronaldo's voice screaming Steven. No, but like Steven. his facial ex- like he didn't even get all the way through the first Steve, I think. But because- you don't have to. You ever know how you hear like the first two notes of a song, you know which song it is? Same thing. You hear that voice, you hear Steve! Psalm! Holy shit, that was very good. You got you got the uh, you, you got the uh, the sultry kind of raspiness going on just like perfectly. You got that '90s ooze flowing yeah. through your vocal tubes. Oh, I gotta get that. Oh, I gotta get that cleaned out, Max. I can't. I can't let that swim around in there forever. The '90s blender blade making that kind of sound that sort of just lends it to to your your, your dulcet <laughs> no, tones. No. Oh, wow. I, oh, I wasn't singing. That's just my puree mode. Ah, well. Still, still good. Uh, uh, Studio 97, another thing I'm up to, I went to the Good Burger pop-up in LA oh, yeah. yesterday. That oh, cool. was awesome. So I, I, do, I do want to put a quick pin in the fact that uh, Ronaldo, like Nanafwa specifically forbade Ronaldo from coming to her with something mysterious and weird for a fourth time. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a very... I, I, have, I take issue with Ronaldo quite a bit just because I have a very... Uh, uh, like delicate stomach when it comes to cringe based humor, which is like literally all of what Ronaldo's character is. Um, so whenever he makes like an actually genuinely funny joke, I'm always like, ah, like it's so refreshing, you know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> guys, I, I, you really yes. need to pick up what I'm putting down. Like, I cannot, <laughs> I Sorry, cannot. No, I was trying to recall what I was talking about, like. Okay, yeah, no, I remembered. I was the UN remember- Summit? No, when I was, when I was like, talking <laughs> over the episode earlier today. Yeah, because you talked for a solid two minutes during that whole yeah, bit. Yeah, and I didn't hear a word of that or the episode, so if you could remind me yeah. uh, what it was that was so pressing. This is just- your fucking fault. <laughs> no, I was just, I, I, I thought that it was, like, very funny, like, and it made sense why Steven's, like, overall feeling towards Ronaldo has, like, Shifted very genuinely from like 
Steven, like Steven's uh, fucking optimistic attitude, just like he's the <laughs> one character that Steven will no longer be like optimistic he just, towards. He will not spend the emotional currency exactly. on Ronaldo because it's just a sinkhole. Steven like, <laughs> has no spoons uh, left for Ronaldo anymore. No, I love that. He's just like I, I did. I did like the detail though, because um, the thing that stuck stuck out to me during Ronaldo's whole rant and Stephen's response to him is like Stephen's like, "What about the telescope my dad bought for you?" I'm like, "Why the hell would Greg buy Ronaldo a telescope?" And then I remember, like last episode, they were talking about the meeting about like getting an observatory or fucking whatever, and Greg was going to fund it. So yeah, oh, that's that's when that's some really good. Yeah, that's some really good follow through. Um. I never would have picked. I never would have even picked that up. Uh, uh, so, do you think that Greg like accidentally bought two telescopes and he just gave one to Ronaldo? Because I can't imagine that Greg would just like. I think Ronaldo just willingly took the post of watching stuff. That makes sense. And, and I, everyone's I'm here for like, that. "Yeah, sure." If he's up in the fucking lighthouse <laughs> all the time, he can't be down here bothering us, you uh, know, until it's I midnight do, and Stephen needs his sleep. I do like that. There's like a triple a triple motive here for giving Ronaldo a telescope. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's very very good. Just like uh, give give the fucking paranoid guy his fucking toy so that he stays up there, yeah. all the time. And like, if he does something helpful cool and if not at least he, we won't have to like deal with him very much let the fucking boy cry space farm like all he wants the boy who cried space farm a parable for the modern age <laughs> i mean the title you're not wrong. subtitle were just in my head I yeah you're not you're it. really not wrong <laughs> the boy who cried space farm um, a parable for the modern. A parable. Yeah, I essential. have to say the whole thing. You're <laughs> yeah, right. Whole, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> TM. 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 Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Mabim Bam. Very so, good. You know, if I didn't know what that was, I'd assume it was some kind of new age jazz. <laughs> you know, it could probably be interpreted as that. Yeah. The the McElroy brothers are the jazz of people. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah freeform Mac jazz. Freeform McElroy brother content is freeform jazz. Oh, speaking speaking of the McElroys, something that I something that I didn't mention um on Tuesday, um I went to uh the Adventure Zone uh book tour in Portland and uh I got to see Travis and Clinton and procure my graphic novel of Murder on the Rockport Limited. Um, and basically, like, y'all, if, if you ever have the chance to see any of the McElroy family of products live, you absolutely have to do it because it was just, like, the most fun that I have had in, like, a really significant amount of time. So, uh, yeah, no, I've, got, I've, I've had a busy week. Um... I saw the McElroys. I got a I got a kitten. I played D and D uh, for the first time the other day as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm I'm like I'm stagnating, but in a way that makes it look like I'm doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is all I can ask of myself. <laughs> so the the orb thingy that was planted in uh it could have been great. It could have been great. Um, is like a spy, a spy robot orb. We have never seen the gems do stuff yeah. when Steven is not there. And I was trying, I was trying to figure out why it was that, like, when Lapis was scrolling to, um, you know, the the gems and Peridot on the beach doing some some uh, training, 
why why I was like, why does this feel why does this feel like really significant? And it's because we've literally never seen them. We've never seen what they do when Steven is not there. This is the first time that that's happened. Thanks to everybody's favorite rule in the writing of Steven Universe. Yeah. And like this is a good yeah. this is a good workaround for that. Um like I'm I am like it is Steven's story and I am 100% okay with everything being told from his perspective, but that does uh, that leaves a lot of fan fiction room, you know, like l- like literally we have no idea what's happening anywhere in Beach yeah. City that is not in Steven's immediate vicinity. Um, you guys were talking about how Lapis's song felt like really forced. When we were it, watching it, the it was a very organically like Stephen asks a yes or no question, <laughs> and she breaks out into this song. Where, <laughs> I don't know; it's nice, but the lyrics don't even feel super coherent to each other. Like I've had it. <laughs> she pop does have up. a very nice voice. She does, though. but like I've had it pop up when I'm listening to like the music of Steven Universe Volume Two, and I'm like. On its own, this song doesn't really sound like it's about anything. I know it's contextual, but any musical, like, the music's all contextual, but you can still listen to a song and get something from yeah. it on its own. Yeah, yeah, no, you're no, right. And this isn't, like, a hard knock on that entire song. It's just, it like, it kind of feels like you get a bit of whiplash when the song starts, because it doesn't really feel like it's, like, building up to the song existing. Yeah, no, you're right. And that is that is odd because that's something that Steven Universe is very good yeah. at. Was there was there was like no was it because there was almost no musical build up? Did because usually there's some I'm just I'm I mean, remembering Yeah, cuz um, most of the music that was playing before was like the sort of like 2001 Space Odyssey-esque like space like kind of creepy synth thing going on and then it kind of yeah. just abruptly it, changes it, it into the piano shift. melody. Yeah. Okay, that's that's where that's where they must have kind of fumbled the ball a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm because I'm remembering back to Stronger Than You, which of course is like a very easy, obvious example. Oh, yeah. But like when Garnet started, when Garnet started uh, spitting, it just felt like the most natural thing in the world. Um, and this did not feel that way. Yeah. So so it must have been that they just did like the tone shift. Mm-hmm. I feel like they they probably could have gone with like synthy way of her singing but not the voice but just kind of like the tone of it yeah um instead of it sounding like, more classic musical it kind of yes. something that would a melody that would have more complemented the uh yes. the tone of music that was already being set up in the episode yes and of course like i am not i am not musical at all so it's really easy for me to sit here and criticize uh but i'm i'm gonna power through it i guess <laughs> I know for me, one of the weird things is like, so the spy orb, I want to talk about this because I realized, you know, when we were watching it earlier, like, oh, that's the orb that Steven stared at and they like lingered on it as if it was foreshadowing it was going to be important to the series. No, it's not. <laughs> and also, this whole episode is not. And honestly, like, say for like the last minute. Of, well, no, but that that's my thing is like, okay, so. Our episode fucking ends with, like, Steven getting the diamond vision and the pearl foreshadowing. And then he's just like, oh, I had a vision of the diamonds. Labs is like, the diamond shit, I'm out of here for real this time. But, like, that's the thing is, like, so so whatever you want to say about Lapis's character, and I'm talking totally divorced from that, just, like, as far as, like, plot utility and forwarding it goes, everything involving Lapis was completely unnecessary. I don't think having this like, really adds any extra impact to her eventual return during the wedding or anything. It's, like, adjacent to being a meaningful Lapis episode. Yeah. 
Like they yeah, almost had it, I think. Like like they could have just not had this episode and have Lapis come back and it would have been just as well, impactful. I feel like there's there's a good middle ground that could have been made where I do think but that if Lapis didn't. well, if Lapis had just shown back up and dropped the barn onto Blue Diamond, it would have been very, very jarring and it would have been very clear that somewhere along the way there was a lapis episode that was missing and this is a lapis episode and it did happen somewhere along the way but it isn't it could have been like it could have been great it could have been great yeah (laughs) so like i do think i do think that they needed this episode well they needed an episode like this Mm -hmm. but what we got was a little boring, frankly. It's it's just because this is the problem, I think, in general with, like, a lot of Steven Universe's writing and the episodes is just... Steven Universe, I think, has become a show more about emotions than plot. And in a way, like, that's not not what you want a story to be. Like, if everything's just about the plot, but you don't get invested in the characters or anything, like... What is it even? But then you just said these times where they linger on feelings for a very long time with virtually no, like, action. And I don't mean action like fighting, just action as in, like, Actual things like moving, moving actually the story happening. forward. Yeah. And it's just, like, that's cool once in a while, but they do it too much. And I don't think they really, like get as deep or strike on anything as profound as they would like to. Like, Adventure Time had a lot of episodes like this about just, like, the mood, but they did it masterfully. Like, I don't usually pay attention to award shows, like Hollywood award shows, but the second I saw Jake the Brick was nominated for an (laughs) Emmy, I'm like, yeah, it better fucking win that Emmy. Because, like... Nothing happens in that episode. It's literally just the main character wants to be a brick, and then he just watches the world around him. But they were very good at setting the mood and keeping it interesting and entertaining. And, like, not all the time, but a good amount of the time, and especially in this episode, Steven Universe fell short. Yeah. And, like, it's a it's a hard thing to do. Like, what, like, you know, episodes like Jake the like Brick. Jake the Brick is one of very... my favorite episodes of Adventure But Pride. it's very difficult to construct. You know, we're... We are we are a um a retrospective, you know, like our our job is to look at something and talk about how we think it did. And very like very, very, very often we have like very little complaints because like the crew universe is so very good at what they do. Um so when there is an episode like this that comes along where we are like pretty darn critical of it, it I feel like I feel like it sounds more demeaning than we actually mean it to but it's just because like we don't we do not get many episodes like this where we were just kind of like about it because most of them are very very good yeah like even when i talk about it usually kayla you give me a lot of pushback when i talk about this and this time you're agreeing no i agree no i absolutely do yeah and you're correct you are so so very correct with that do can do you guys want to talk about the bit that does matter you mean the last uh, minute of it? I mean, yeah, the, you want to yeah. talk about the last like two, I, uh, I two minutes? Say, yes. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of whatever, and I think you know, the problem <laughs> is most a lot. of this. That's a good way of encapsulating uh, uh, this episode. There's a lot of whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's just, but I mean, this moment, like, I feel like most of the discussion to have about it is going to be had in our next episode. But um, I just want to say, I really love how genuinely, like, 
scary they made that pearl shadow with the eyes yes. and the gem in her forehead. Yeah. Like, that is a legitimately creepy visual. Yeah. I, I just love it. It's like, what is the most terrifying thing we can do with this very benevolent character of ours? And they did it. I want to. I want to say going. It's related to this, but going rewinding a little bit, and it's the the shadow imagery that is used throughout the uh, episode, right around the time the orb gets introduced, is incredibly like effective, because all the environments, when the way that they are presented, when you're looking through the security orb, uh, they they it's presented as this like real to life hologram projection of wherever location you look at mm-hmm. and when they when you when you see that juxtaposed with these very finite wall based shadows that are emitted by the characters it creates this like weird like what's the word like uncanny effect on the environment where there're just these like there's this abrupt like vertical shadow against the backdrop where there would not be a vertical shadow and like it's constantly reminding you that like your your brain is kind of like having to remind itself like oh we're... like this is this is not the natural way of things there's something yeah. about this that like disturbs you because light doesn't work like that and yeah. your brain your brain knows that light doesn't work like that and it freaks you out a little bit even if you're not entirely sure why yeah and if you, even if you're not like conscious of it exactly yeah and like one of my favorite shots of the entire episode is after they, after Lapis and Steven have had their little moment and they're talking, having fun and the, the, the diamond flashback occurs and you just see Steve, it's a straight shot of Steven sitting against the wall and you just see Pearl's shadow just like emit from like the side of Steven and just continue walking across the entire wall of like the room. It's just like so unsettling. Yeah. And I, I, it's I don't know like that like from that point onward like all like just the use of shadows in this episode is fantastic and I thought that that specific shot of just Pearl like phasing into the wall from Steven's shadow is just incredibly effective. Mm-hmm. Like we thought we hit peak Pearl horror with Hollow oh, Pearl God. way back in season one. No, they had something good in the chamber. And it gets even more horrifying when um, Change Your Mind comes along and she does the, like, doll stand-up head turnaround. Oh. Thank you so much for helping me, Ben. Oh, man. They really do like making Pearl just, like, nightmare fuel whenever they have the chance. It's because Pearl is, like, the most proper one of them. Yeah, there's, like, yeah, it's really yeah. easy to make something so that, like, Pearl has this, like, rigidity, like, doll-like like, maybe, rigidity to her. Maybe if they... I mean, yeah, there's that too, but like maybe if we were back in like Garnet's older characterization before she basically became like a really stoic space mm-hmm. case, like Garnet would be the most proper, but yeah, it's probably. Yeah. Um, so, but the most important takeaway from this whole episode is that this is how we learned that it was Blue Diamond that gave Pink Diamond the idea to fake her own death. Which exactly. is like was it? Yeah, because in the in the dialogue, um, Blue is. Te- I suppose it's a monologue. In the monologue, Blue is telling her like, "As long as you exist, this colony will exist, um, and as long as you are a figurehead, this is how the colony is going to be, oh. be conducted." Yep. So it would like Blue Blue basically put the idea into into Pink's head to to fake her own death because if she isn't around, then neither is the colony. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one solution. Yeah. <laughs> it ended okay. Yeah. That might have also been why. That might have also been why um, Pearl's shadow like slipped out of Steven's shadow because like 
he he is he is pink diamond yeah so it, it, um, it, it so there's like a security they're still tricking us steven has been pearl the whole time <laughs> i i like the juxtaposition that like blue and yellow because that they constantly have yellow doesn't say shit during that entire scene mm-hmm. she's just like the fucking like disappointed quiet dad in the background and mom's <laughs> like quiet dad blue blue diamonds just like the mom who's like trying to like get their unruly child to like behave and yellow diamonds just like yeah get your fucking son to behave and get in line you know mom yeah, is Dino mom is the it. one doing all of the beratement but dad is there too you know, and he's and just it's, like he's just there, like with his arms crossed, tapping. Being his foot. like, I agree with your mother, but he doesn't even say that. Just his yeah. presence there is enough to just be like, uh, you Ooh, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and also let's not forget that um, Yellow didn't like Pink a whole lot uh, toward the end of, uh, I guess her her existence. her existence because she just started pulling shit like this. So, like, really, probably Yellow and Blue were talking about you know, the uh, the shenanigans that Pink was pulling this time. And Yellow has basically gotten to a point where she's just like, I don't even want to fucking deal with it. Like, you talk, like, you like, you like her. She's like your favorite. <laughs> so you talk to her about it. I imagine that's probably how it went down. Probably. I think we're at final thoughts. Final thoughts? Yeah. That's doing a good job. I, I think we kind of said our final thoughts when we were talking about, when we were talking, like, when y'all were talking about the overall, like, writing ability of this episode when you're comparing yeah. to adventure time oh, right. like that that pretty much sums up like what this episode kind of feels like so for my final thought i want to talk about the trailer for the movie yeah uh, we're going into it i guess okay i haven't i haven't seen it um, oh uh, well my final thought is just that i want to see steven and greg defeat the villain with the power of rock and roll <laughs> that's probably what's going to be up um, I don't even. I haven't even seen the trailer, and I know that that's probably how it's going to be up. What else can think about the trailer? Kaiju, what do you think about the Steven Universe trailer? That's that. Wow, you fucking would say that, Kaiju. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Always with the racism. Jesus. All right. Christ. Um. Well, gosh, I guess. Uh, uh is that all that we want to say about this? The SU trailer, or um. I mean, I, I would uh, like to say more, but like, I'd I rather it when we were all. Like in on it yeah and I, I also kind of thought that we were gonna have our own episode about just the steven the the uh, sdcc steven universe news oh we could do that we could, oh. we could hold off and like talk and unless we, max I, like really the fuck does not want to do that <laughs> well not I, right now it doesn't sound it super exciting but well i mean mm. neither was uh this episode neither was can't go back yeah exactly <laughs> so why would i want to repeat i mean because there was only like 20 more episodes until yeah. we're caught up with the series so we i kind of feel like we need more fire I, I don't i don't look we're not gonna cover like half of those before the movie drops okay uh, yeah, that's right it comes out september 2nd september 2nd that's not that far away all right it's not that's like two episodes <laughs> anyway thanks right. for listening to the ringo zone now for yeah. the end bit yeah this episode of the Ringo Zone was brought to you by Circle Spot. Are you the kind of pussy who wants your website building made clean, easy, and efficient? No? <laughs> Great! Use Circle Spot to build your own website using the most outdated HTML. 
you can have the hamster dance song playing on loop and no one can figure out how to turn it off. You can have a hit counter at the bottom of the screen that doesn't go past 12 and you're not sure if the counter's broken or if you just don't have any visitors. Want your background to be just GIFs tiled all next to each other oh looping and it's not pleasing to the eyes? On Circle Spot, you can do it all. That's the Oh, end. man. Okay, that's it. Okay, that's it. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.